0: Get jolted into electrifying health and well-being with The Jolt Files. A spark of inspiration that will ignite your body and mind and shock you out of the same old routine. This is The Jolt Files with your host, Katherine Barry.
1: Hello and welcome to The Jolt Files. My name is Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional and with me is Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation. In a previous episode, we looked at the external causes of disease, the invasion of wind, damp, cold, dryness, heat and summer heat. We also looked at diet and exercise and how this influences our health. And today we're here to talk about the internal causes of disease, the emotions and our congenital makeup, which makes up our constitution that is, what we're born with. So, Matt, could you tell us about the emotions and how this influences our health?
0: They're somewhat different systems, but as we look at the five element systems, the five main emotions are fear and anger. And joy and sadness, and also sometimes called melancholy or kind of pensiveness, that we look at these as each of these is relating to one of these five elements. And the idea is not that if you have any of these emotions, that it's some kind of health disorder. Naturally, we all have these emotions. The same philosopher Lao Tzu, who said a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, he also said that in the ancient times when people lived so much within nature and were naturally more healthy that he said their joy and anger arose as naturally as the Four Seasons meaning that to have these emotions is natural but owing to the laws of yin and yang which is about underdoing and overdoing people can underdo or overdo these emotions and that leads to an imbalance between so then can lead to different, even physical, imbalances too.
1: How, how can you underdo or overdo an emotion? What does that expression mean?
0: Well, a lot of times, because everybody is born with a basic combination of these yin and yang tendencies. So some people are just kind of born with a tendency towards a certain sort of stronger on this and weaker on that. A lot of people think that emotions are driven by circumstances. Like, for example, yes, I'm angry be- because look at what happened to me. Anybody would be angry over this sort of circumstance. This thing happened to me. So I like to use the example of if you're driving in your car, like on a thoroughfare or a major freeway at high speed and somebody does something dangerous, like cut you off, one person would go through that same circumstance and they would react with anger. They would be road rage and they'd get upset. Somebody else would react with fear. Oh my gosh, I I could have been killed. Their main overriding emotion is fear. That's an example of how the exact same circumstance leads to completely different emotions in people. They're going to have the tendency towards those emotions because of their yin yang chi dynamics.
1: Given that example, Matt, of somebody responding differently to a, an incident, you know, how would something like joy or worry, or, or grief, then sort of play these other emotions you've spoken about? Is is, is there a, a sense that there are good, good and bad emotions? Because surely something like joy would be really a favourable way of reacting to that situation. Of oh my goodness, thank. Thank goodness I'm okay, and I, sh- I and I'm so happy. I'm fine. Surely that's a, that's a, a good way of responding.
0: You see the the whole idea with yin and yang is not that one of them is good and another is bad. These are all natural. You know, we we can get angry. Anger is not necessarily always a negative thing. It is natural. It it's not that any of these emotions are a bad thing. It's that if you overemphasize. Some, then, that is an imbalance. So um, you're right. Somebody could react to that and say, "I saved myself." Isn't that a, a great thing? It just shows you that that our emotions have much more to do with our internal chi dynamics, with with the manifestation of the kind of energy that we're embodying, than, than with those external circumstances. But we do want to see a good balance between these and not overdo uh, any at the expense of others because that leads to not just an imbalance in the emotion, but all the other things that those emotions as far as qi dynamics are related to, like the different organs and the glands and things we talked about in our earlier podcasts.
1: Well, so then, can you give us an example that, you know, given that today's podcast is looking at the causes of disease, how would these emotions cause disease and what might somebody experience? Well, a good example
0: is the emotion of fear. Many, many people go through life with some kind of fear and foreboding about what, you know what's around the corner and the fear emotion relates to the water element that relates to the kidneys it also relates to the ability to hear it has a uh, a real connection with our our sexual energy our reproductive energy so somebody that has uh, overactive fear emotion they can be draining that water that kidney energy and that can lead to things like hearing problems it can lead to could be a significant factor for example in infertility if somebody is really fearful and anxious and nervous over their fertility status that in itself can actually be harming their fertility status
1: and it's interesting you say that, of course, because acupuncture is widely accepted as being very good at treating infertility issues. And so certainly that gives us a greater understanding of how acupuncture might help with the fear and the anxiety around fertility, which then might improve the kidneys, which then lead to a more fertile environment. So it's you know everything you're saying is confirmed by contemporary research. What are the other examples then? You've just given us fear and the water element, the kidneys... What are some other examples of emotions causing disease? And let's
0: take that emotion joy, because I, I think, Kath, you brought that point up, and it, it is a point that people would think, well, isn't joy a good thing? And, and of course, it's, joy is wonderful. But there can be a manifestation of somebody that's, like, overjoyful, somebody that that really does overdo that emotion. And they, they can be, you know, just an over-the-top, bubbly, person which just everything is great and great and great and if you've ever known a person like that i mean people that tend to have that that emotional state they will eventually we say with yin and yang when it reaches its extreme it gives rise to its opposite so somebody that is is overly joyful and just has this you know super outward joyfulness all the time they often will kind of come to that opposite. They will maybe be people that have somewhat of emotional instability, and they've overdone the joy, just like somebody can overdo anger. There are times when we get angry, but then there are people that just seem to be angry at everything. Well, there are people that could seem to be joyful at everything, and that is an over-manifestation of a certain kind of energy, of a certain type of quality and and frequency. And people that overdo something, eventually you tend to burn out that energy. And then that allows the opposite to come in.
1: Well, let's talk about anger then. You mentioned earlier the fear and the kidney relationship. What does the anger relate to and how might somebody have other symptoms associated with that element?
0: Well, the, the anger emotion relates most closely to that wood element, which relates to the liver, liver gallbladder system. And also it can uh, have a connection with the eyes as far as the five senses go. So, of course, I mean, we all have seen and maybe some of our self-experience kind of getting overly angry, but the excess in the anger emotion often leads to an overexpression of the liver energy. And one of the things that we say the liver energy does, that you know, the liver is a filter of the blood in the body and has a strong connection to the blood system. When we sleep at night, the blood kind of comes down to pool in the liver, and that's where our eyes get tired and we get sleepy. And then as the sun comes up, it rises that blood, the liver energy rises and rises up to the head and opens our eyes and helps us, you know, get conscious and thinking. So the, the liver system has a strong tendency to, uh, have this function of rising up to have a connection with the eyes and the face and the head and everything like that. So in excess anger, what happens when people get angry? You see this, you know, almost like this bile rising. You see this blood rising to their head their face gets red their eyes get red, the steam under the collar and all of that sort of thing, maybe leading to headache or even leading to a stroke of just, you know, blowing your top. Well, that top blowing is the yang, the rising energy of the liver rising too much an excess manifestation of what something that is, is normal and natural if it's done in a balanced way. But now this can be lead to an imbalance.
1: Indeed, Matt, and I wanted to just chip in because my background and experiences has, has been in drug and alcohol medicine, and one of the best examples of that liver relationship with anger, of course, is excess consumption of alcohol, and, you know, you see people in any Friday or Saturday night in any major city in the world, you see people consuming too much alcohol, and the heat builds up in the blood, and then, of course, at some stage, you know, you d- usually do get this outpouring of anger or aggression, the bloodshot eyes, And uh, and then... And and throughout the course of the evening depending on what get, what goes on for them the vomiting and the other upward rising that they get so it's yes i, w- I wanted to contribute on that point because i think it's such a salient one you mentioned pensiveness and you know that that seems the most elusive of the emotions you've talked about could you take us through that and what organs are involved
0: well that really relates to the earth element and what we call the spleen pancreas and stomach digestive system and that a type of melancholy where you know some some of those people might have trouble getting out of bed and that's often related to things that have to deal with the spleen system like dampness in the body people that maybe have fluid gain weight gain poor digestive systems and they just don't hardly even feel like it's worth it they just don't have any drive that would be a yang thing they don't have enough of that yang energy and it is probably the least understood of those emotions but it's something that the Chinese identified as being associated with that Earth element. And uh, we do see it sometimes uh, clinically.
1: And I want to pick up on something you mentioned in our five element podcast about the earth element and its propensity to sweet foods. You know, I think I think we all know someone or perhaps at times in our lives where we felt really melancholy and there is a tendency to crave sweet food, chocolate, or ice cream or something.
0: That's true. The ice cream binge <laughs> often happens with with that emotion. and, then again, the ice cream also tends to add to that dampness in the whole digestive system. And so, this, see, these are the things about these elements, whether we're talking about emotions or whether we're talking about the taste or the foods that might be associated and everything. It's, it's what's called a kind of energy resonance, meaning that we have these kinds of certain types of frequencies, of vibrations, these energies within us and then that tends to reinforce itself so as you have an imbalance in one way you know if you have that sweet craving or you crave the salty foods or whatever, that tends to lead to want to have more and more of the same thing. And so much of what we try to do in Chinese medicine is to counterbalance. When you have too much of one, we want to do more of the opposite, kind of like balancing a compass. If you're too far north, we need to do more south. If you're too far west, we need to do more east. And that's what these five element systems are about, whether we were talking about emotions or the physical manifestations within organ systems or whatever the case may be.
1: Well, then the fifth and final emotion within that framework is the sadness or grief that you mentioned earlier. Could you describe for us then the symptoms that somebody who is ha- having too much grief or too much sadness and what does that really mean?
0: It has to do with the what we call the metal element, which is really involves the lung system. And when people are really sad and grieving, they can be crying a lot, and, and that crying itself is actually very draining. One of the things that happens is they, they you know, try to catch their breath, because when you're grieving like that, in that kind of deep sadness, it, it is just a tremendous drain on the lung system.
1: So today we've been looking at the emotional factors which influence our health, that is the anger of the wood element, the joy of the fire element, the melancholy belonging to the earth element, the fear of the water element, and the grief belonging to the metal element. If you'd like more information about how your emotional life is affecting you, please contact your local acupuncturist and they'll be able to help you. You've been listening to Catherine Berry from Acupuncture Professional and Matthew Bauer, President of the Acupuncture Now Foundation.
0: Thanks for listening to The Jolt Files, your electrifying source of healthy East meets West wisdom. Zap over to thejoltfiles.com for exclusive content and special offers and join us on the next
1: episode to get your spark for life recharged.